And this was not a canned intro at all. This is how we really talk. We really talk like a bunch of clowns. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I think it's been hot everywhere. It's been hot in California. It's been hot. Yeah. Oh God. And are the, are the fires hitting you guys up there in Washington at all? I haven't heard of any yet, but oh my gosh, there's fires already in California. Yep. Stupid, stupid, stupid. August is always the worst month. I know. Well, I saw somebody on Facebook the other day being like, Californians, why are you even freaking out? This happens every year. (laughs) And I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, like, don't panic. Why do you even still live in the area that burns? Right. Do you remember, so, like, do you remember when we were in high school and, like, there was, um, like, an especially bad fire year and the fires in L.A. got so bad that, like, on our school campus in Huntington Beach, we had ash raining down on us? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I do remember that. That always struck me as, like, super crazy. Ugh. Yeah, like, you could smell the smoke. Yeah, you could smell it. You could see it in the air, in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd sit on the second floor of the Apple building and, like, look at... I could see, like, the fires in the distance. It's fucking surreal. Yeah. California is just dangerous. Get it out of there. Just drop it into the ocean. Honestly, it might drop itself into the ocean sooner or later. That's true. <laughs> We might not even have to help it. We don't need to wish for it. It will come. It will. It will. And then Arizona will finally not be landlocked. Yay! (laughs) Maybe it'll be a little cooler. Maybe. God. A nice ocean breeze every once in a while. I feel like that would also just, like, irreparably damage, like, the ecosystem on the West Coast, though. Yeah, that would be not so good. Now like if the entire left left side of the country just like snapped off and fell into the ocean, like <laughs> and the the millions that would die. Right, like millions of people would die. And I mean forgetting that like that's not actually how land works. It can't just like snap and fall, but <laughs> in my mind it is. But like Pangea. Yeah, Pangea, that's true. It'll just uh, float away, maybe. And for anybody that can hear the background noises, um, that was my wife. My wife. My wife. (laughs) Now Um, you get to say it. Oh, God, yeah. No, hilariously, like, I've been using it as much as possible. That's amazing. You got it. Even though neither of us actually identify as a woman but we've still just been telling like everyone uh, that we have a wife now it's just such a fun word ever since borat yeah my wife yeah my wife (laughs) but yes we've been married officially now for four days it's our four day anniversary that's a special one 
Is that the tin, the tin anniversary? Or yeah. the paper anniversary? Which one is four days? Paper clips. Paper clips. Ah, gotcha. Okay, I'm gonna have to get you a paper clip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, should we get into this episode? We should, because this episode is drama, drama, drama. Oh god, I know. Poor Emma. Poor Emma. So Poor everyone, honestly. Like, this was just not a good episode for anybody. I know. Like, Sean, I felt so bad for the whole episode. Emma, I felt bad for. I have a lot to say about Sean's, like, little boy angst. Oh, my gosh. Like, he clearly needs some anger management. Yeah. And when he finally does get it, like, it's it's too late already. So this, this is season one, episode 14 of Degrassi, The Next Generation, titles Under Pressure. Um, can you guess what song it's named after? Like, it's another pretty good giveaway, like Cabaret. Yeah, like Under Pressure by Queen slash Bowie. Yep. Woo! That would be the one. Um, I'm so glad that they're finally getting into it. And next week, I mean, not to spoiler, but, like, next week it's called Jagged Little Pill and, like, Alanis Morissette is my jam. And I'm definitely going to go off on an Alanis Morissette, like, tangent at some point. So. Oh, be I think Because, I mean, you've known, you've known for a while how much I love her. Oh, yeah. But let's see. So the Canada release of this episode is February 24th, 2002. And then it was released down here in the U.S. uh, June 24th, 2002. And there weren't a whole lot of, like, fun, uh, fun facts this episode, except that they reveal why Sean moved to Toronto from Wasega Beach, where his parents live. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah, it was like a combination of his mom being an alcoholic and not being able to take care of him. And then also that he got in a fight and deafened a kid in one ear and like got suspended. And so like he had to go away so he could find a different school to go to. Which is also really sad. Yeah, no, it is really sad. I mean, poor Sean has had like so much bullshit happen to him already and he's only like 13. I know. I'm like, oh my god, chill. Like, you've had, like, three lives in your one I life. know! I mean, having an alcoholic parent in itself is an entire struggle. Oh, yeah. And then you add on he's having discipline problems probably due to the trouble at home, and then he's fighting at school, and then he gets in trouble for fighting, and then he gets kicked out of the one place that he can go to escape being at home. Like, it's just a whole, it's a whole, like, circle of Bullshit. Yeah, and then he pushes away the like one person who was a good influence in his life. Yeah, and then the other fun fun fact that has nothing to do with anything was when they took the when they took the test online. Which, by the way, how cute was Mr. Simpson when he was like, "How cool is it that your test is online, you guys?" <laughs> I know Mr. Simpson was so great this episode. Like, he was like. So enthusiastic. He was, and he was so intuitive. He was like, Sean, I know something's wrong. And he, like, didn't even give away that he was going to be, like, sympathetic. And, like, he didn't want to embarrass him. He was like, oh, yes, detention. 
But then he like sat down with him and he was like, tell me what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah, and this episode was kind of the beginning of like, even though it's the end of Sean and Emma part one, it's the beginning of like Snake being Sean's like surrogate father. Aww. So their little relationship like is about to bloom and he's about to be a really good influence on Sean. That's so good. Yeah, it's so like wholesome. Because he needs that. He does, because like even his brother, like, you know, he tries to help him, but a lot of kids just need that like outside influence to like be affirmed because you're like, Oh, my parents of course will say that, but if you have someone who's like a higher level, you know, in the school or something, like someone you respect, you're like, oh, okay. Right. Well, and the thing is, too, like, Tracker, Sean's brother, like, he tries. He does the best he can with, like, the information that he has and, like, the skills that he has. But at the end of the day, he was raised the same way by the same parents, and he doesn't have, like, a very deep bag of resources to reach into, like, he's not equipped to help Sean with all of this. Oh, yeah. Like, he, you could tell he was really trying his hardest. He's like, hey, remember the techniques you learned and stuff. So yeah. You could tell that Sean has already been to therapy. And oh, yeah. And had to deal with some stuff. So it's like, okay, well, obviously, he, like, he's trying really hard for Sean. He is. He totally is. And, like, that's the only reason why he, like, holds down a job as well as he does. Because I feel like otherwise, like, if he didn't have his little brother to take care of, he would be, like, much more of a deadbeat. Yeah, like, he probably would fall apart, like, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel like he would totally be, and I'm sure he already is. Like, I'm sure their house is, like, a total bachelor pad but I feel like he would be like the guy with no bed frame who like has a six week old bowl of like half eaten ramen on the on the tv table like in his room you know yeah and who hasn't like talked to anyone including like their parents or best yeah in like seven weeks and he's like a manual labor worker so he's like a mechanic or something so he just like goes to work and then comes home and, like, sleeps in the mechanic grease and goes back to work and never washes his sheets. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds exactly like Tracker. Like, yeah. He's a mess. But, so, like, Sean is kind of a good influence on his life, too. But, like, he doesn't, he wasn't given any skills to cope with life either because, like, Sean's parents are his parents. So I feel like the only difference between Tracker and Sean is that Tracker never got into, like, a big fight. Yeah. It changed, like, the course of his life earlier, you know? Yeah, like, he was old enough to get out. Yeah. Maybe before things got, like, really bad with alcoholism or something, so it was Yeah, because he's at least 10 years older than Sean. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looks like he's 20. I would, I would even say more, like, in his early to mid-20s, like, I, I would even maybe say he's as old as, like, 23, 24. Yeah, so he definitely had had a big separation. So maybe the alcoholism got really bad. Yeah, like maybe their mom wasn't as bad yet when he was growing up or something. Yeah. I mean, shit like that happens always. You know what I realized? We've been doing this since January already. Oh my god, we've been doing this for like eight months. Yeah, like we took we took a couple of like hiatuses. We took like the one long break. 
uh, during COVID. And then, like, we've had a few other, like, weeks here and there where we don't release an episode because, like, my life is terribly hectic. I have four jobs and two podcasts. Sorry, guys. But, like, yeah, we've been doing this already since January, so, like, eight months. <laughs> That's cool. Well, happy eight months to us. And we're almost, next week is going to be the end of season one. Oh, my gosh. And we have EJ, right? Yeah, EJ. So that's my friend great. from college who is, like, a huge Degrassi fan. And she requested specifically to be on the season one finale as her guesting debut. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. And that one's a doozy. Like, I think she picked that one on purpose because it's, like, a very intense episode. Oh, shit. I can't wait. I mean, it's, like, eighth grade intense. Oh, man. Paige finally gets her, like, comeuppance a little bit next episode, though, which is good. That's good. Oh, my God. This episode, it really seemed like a... Skippy Skinner, Skippo, Skippo. <laughs> God damn it! I can now because I wrote his name as Skippy in my notes. I can't. Remember. <laughs> but anyway, Skippo. <laughs> him and Paige Spinner. He's like spin, Spinner. Spinner. I'm gonna. Right? You can get it tattooed on you. That's your next tattoo. I'm getting Spinner tattooed on my Just arm. Just get so the name, the word Spinner tattooed on your arm so you can see it when you're like, <laughs> when you're making notes. Yeah, seriously. It's a worthwhile investment. He stays in it until like season 10. It's and not like he's going I, away anytime soon. I can always remember one of my favorite characters. Yeah, exactly. But um, it really seemed like him and Paige were dating still this episode like they were talking pushing each other they're on and off in this first episode or in this first season yeah because i mean they're like seventh grade or eighth grade dating it's not like yeah out or anything they just follow each other yeah and i feel like next season is much more like Paige and spinner are a couple this season, it's more like they're all just sort of in the same friend group and they like each other. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it did, it did kind of seem like they were dating this episode. So, like, for... Let's just quickly do, like, what the storylines were in case people are listening without watching. Because they're dumb. Just kidding. You're not. Keep listening. I don't care if you're watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you enjoy our breakdown. Yeah, right. Um, so the seventh grade storyline was kind of what we've been talking about with Sean. He's like having issues, getting in fights, like kind of seems to be reliving his old patterns a little bit. Yeah. And then like, we also find out a little bit more about like his backstory and how he lives with his brother and like he and Emma's relationship. And then for the eighth graders fucking for some comic relief Spinner is trying desperately to catch Terry's flu so that he doesn't have to take the English midterm because Queen Quan is back yeah she's back and I was so happy I was I loved the way that she was reintroduced to oh yeah when she was like you're late yeah like some things never change 
I was like, damn, you got burned. Queen Kwan got you. She got you. Oh my gosh. But, and then, like, when she gives uh, Spinner that speech, when she catches him, like, trying to get out of the test by trying to get sick, she's like, you both know what you tried to do, but I'll let it go. And I was like, like, oh, part of the yeah. new start. But the thing is, she was actually like really encouraging to him. Yeah, like it wasn't like she was being like crafty about it. She was just like, you know, I'm not gonna get you in trouble for this. Like, we can work. I know you can do better. Like, just yeah. damn test. And then when he took the test, I love how excited he was. Like, he's yeah. like, wow, that wasn't even that hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, can we talk about the school nurse for a minute? Um, with his giant probing... With dick. his, like, butt thermometer? <laughs> oh my god, like, I love that he had it lubed up and ready. Like, I know, oh my god. ready for that joke. Like, I feel like that is his, his go-to when kids are trying to fake being sick. Oh my god. Like, that's definitely something that he has practiced. <laughs> yeah he's like ooh here's my sticky stick like and poor spinner just like I'm not putting Vaseline in my mouth it's like it's not going in your mouth <laughs> just, but it was like weirdly not creepy at all I was actually I was waiting to be like creeped out by that scene but it wasn't creepy it was very appropriate for like a school nurse sniffing out someone's bullshit yeah, it wasn't like ew. Yeah, pedophile. I was very, I was very happy with how like not creepy that was. Which goes to show that there is like a good way to do, like, jokes like that with kids. Yeah, there is a non creepy way to do it. It's just, you know, there's creepy people in the world. I don't know. Say. <laughs> there's lots and lots of creepy people in the world i fully agree and then poor spinner's dumb storyline ended with him catching the flu after he already passed the test oh boy one of those like knee slapper endings you know Ugh. oh ah, ha, ha. so funny like i feel like especially in the first few seasons like they relied a lot on like the easy laugh like the easy comic relief for the B story yeah so I mean I don't know like it was it was ironic I don't know if it was necessarily funny I don't know if I was like invested enough in Spinner's storyline to find that funny yeah I was like way more invested in what was going on with Sean because it was so much more dramatic I was like, ooh, give me the tea. I need more tea on Sean. Seriously, I would have watched, like, I know it's not the way it's done, but I would have watched an entire episode that was just Sean. Yeah. Like, we didn't mean the eighth grade storyline. No. But, oh, my God, Sean uh, is definitely the white guy that is going to punch a hole in a drywall. Yes, he is. He is going to do that after some girl breaks his heart. He is just going to wind up and give that drywall an old smackaroo. Oh, 100%. Like, there's going to be holes all over his first apartment rental. <laughs> Poor Emma. Like, 
he you're so you're so right like that's exactly who he is acting like this this uh episode especially when like okay and can i just talk for a second or can we just talk for a second about his fight with jimmy oh my god like how it was so like insignificant and then sean's like i'll see you after school like really you're gonna get in a fight then what what even was it it was just like see you in eighth grade or something like it was no it was nothing the whole thing was sean was already feeling insecure and so and like jimmy just made like an offhanded not at all like inflammatory comment about like oh you finally get to go to eighth grade now or something yeah, although, like, Jimmy... Because he of... got held back last year. Like, yeah. I know that Jimmy's kind of just a dick in general, but it didn't really feel like he was trying to start something just there. Yeah, I mean, he was a dick afterwards, but I totally get what you mean. I think Jimmy just has a shitty personality. Oh, no, I'm losing you. No. Hang up and if we hang up, will it lose all of that? Oh no, I can hear you again. I can hear you. Again. Oh, okay, okay, good. Just going through a rough spot, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. I just have to drive. We're we're in the middle of like an hour long drive home, so. <laughs> Very fun. So dumb, but um, for like the completely opposite perspective, Sydney thinks that. Jimmy was definitely trying to start some shit by saying that. Yeah, I mean, with him that whole episode. Was he? Yeah, he was making offhanded jokes. That wasn't the first one. Okay, I didn't catch them. Apparently, he was making like offhanded comments to Sean for the whole episode. Oh, well, I mean, or at least fuck Jimmy. Well, yeah, as always, fuck Jimmy. Uh, but the whole thing this episode, I'm pretty sure, was just that, like, he... Most of it was Sean. He said that, and Sean was already feeling insecure, so he was, like, you know, ready to fight over that one comment. And then, like, Ashley almost had Jimmy convinced not to fight. And then Sean had to just go and be, like, I forget what he said, but it was the equivalent of, like, well, what are you, chicken? Like, that was, like, the worst insult that he could possibly think of. And Jimmy was like, fucking let's go. I know, like, right? Like, I think that he was so ready to fight no matter what Jimmy said. He was ready to fight. They just want to punch each other. Like, But then, oh, my God. Like, Jimmy, during the fight, he was such, like, a little baby boy. Yeah, nobody would long. even, like, hit each other. They were just, like, Greco-Roman wrestling. And they were just, like, doing pushies. Like, yeah, basically. Push me. Uh, and well, then what a little, little bitch move I noticed from the very beginning of the fight Jimmy made a little bitch move and pushed, he shoved Sean before he was ready, like while he was still distracted yeah, that was such bullshit that was really a bitch move uh, but then he got a good punch and I was like, yeah that's my boy yeah, but then but then Sean pushed Emma and I lost all respect for this man. To the ground. Yeah, I know. Like, she did get in the way of two people who were fighting and had momentum. 
but I also feel like there was like a second where he saw that it was Emma and he could have stopped himself. Yeah, he could have absolutely like if he had worked on anger management stuff and he had been practicing his technique, he could have stopped himself. But because he just let himself go, it's like that's your fault, dude, if you had been like in therapy learning techniques and you just are deciding not to use them and shove yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uncalled for. And then Emma's Emma's little face. When he pushed her, I just, her entire face, like, it was all scrunched up. And, like, I could see the wheels turning, like, like, my mom told me that if any guy ever hit me or pushed me or anything, then I just had to, like, walk away and never see him again. Like, I swear, like, I swear I can see that, like, going through her mind. Yeah, because, like, when he tries to talk to her again, she's, like, so cold. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, like, too bad or some shit like that. Right. Oh, yeah, because she was, he was, like, I'm sorry, and she was just, like, me too. Yeah, and then it's just, like, bye, Sean. Yeah, so, like, bye, bye, Sean and Emma for a while. Which makes me so sad because they were so cute. I know. They'll come back and after he has some, uh, you know, anger management. Not necessarily anger management, he just, like, grows up and gets more calm. Yeah, you know, loses some of that little boy energy. Yeah, but this is also kind of setting it up for, like, what's going to happen next episode, which is, like, the big season one finale. So, like, and, like, Sean had to be, Sean had to be single and mad at a girl in order for, like, what happens next episode to happen. Oh, I am anxious to know what is going to happen. I am so excited. Uh, do you have anything else to say about, like, either storyline? Because we kind of, like, melted them together. Yeah, we did. Um, not a whole lot. I'm just really glad that Queen Kwan is back. Me too. I want to say that that, since we're going to get into favorite and least favorite, I'm going to say that that's my favorite part of this episode is, like, her husband's doing well. Yeah. Oh, I'm very happy that she's back. And Terry was so sweet when she was like, I know it's none of my business, but is everything okay at home? Aw, yeah. Terry's always a sweet. Yeah. What was your least favorite? What did you, like, not like? Besides probably, obviously, like, Sean pushing Emma down. Yeah. Um, I want to say that... I really dislike... When Jimmy would made the comment about how he should just take some Adderall to, like, um, Sean. He said that to Sean? Yeah, there was, like, oh, my gosh. I, I totally was going to bring this line up, and I wish I remember it. I wish I'd written it down. He it was with, When he was taunting him, he was like, well, why don't you just take Adderall like a spinner or something like that? What? I totally oh. missed that. Yeah, it was some shitty comment about, like, Spinner. Huh. And it's like, why would you throw your friend under the bus? Yeah, well, and that's just another example of, like, Jimmy being a shitty friend to Spinner. Yeah, seriously, he's never a good friend to Spinner. I think my favorite was just, like, Emma's 
Emma's always my favorite, but like, like Emma sticking to her guns and not not being the girl that just takes back the guy because he says I'm sorry. Yeah, and the fact that she like stepped in and she was like, "No, man, knock it off." Yeah. 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 She clear. even like the whole reason that she got pushed down in the first place was because she was trying to break up the fight. Yeah. But yeah. So as usual, my favorite is just Emma being a bamf. <laughs> well, what was your least favorite? Uh the 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 reason like the fact that Sean could not compartmentalize the different things that pissed him off. Yeah. Oh my god. What a like a boy thing, like one track mind. It's like all these things just add up and I just gotta combine it into one thing. Yeah, because, like, he was upset about so many different things, but, like, he was acting the same about all of them. Like, he was afraid he wasn't going to pass the computer test, and he was, like, worried about his relationship with Emma, and he was afraid of, like, having to go back and live with his alcoholic mom, and, like, but, and he was, like, annoyed that Tracker was telling him, like, you know, to keep your grades up and stuff like that. But, like, it all just manifested in, like, him... punching the proverbial holes in the drywall you know exactly it's like you need you need to learn how to cope with your feelings and as I said before it sounds like he went to some kind of therapy from what Tracker said but he obviously needs to still be in it and he needs to still be practicing how I'm thinking I'm thinking that was like a like a set number of sessions that were like court ordered as part of his not going to juvie yeah probably and just like tracker probably can't afford therapy for him yeah most likely not and they might not even have an oh wait it's canada you don't need insurance beautiful i forgot that they weren't in the shitty land of the united states of grossness yeah no it's canada so like i'm pretty sure you can just go to the doctor when you need to yeah, so he probably, yeah, come on, Tracker, get him in therapy. <laughs> that's what he needs. But that's also what I kind of meant about him just, like, not really being an equipped parent. Like, he's probably 23 years old. He's not equipped to parent full-time like a preteen with emotional issues. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's really so sad when, like, siblings have to raise siblings. Yeah. The kid raising a kid, man. Like, they don't really know much better than the other. Yeah. Well, and like the same thing with like when people badmouth like teen parents and stuff. I'm just like, do you realize that this is a child that unexpectedly had their own child? Yeah. It's like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, it's a lot to be responsible for. Yeah. Well. All right, do you have anything else to add before we sign off? I don't think so. I'm good to call it if you are. I'm good to call it. Well, thanks for listening. If you want to follow us. Yeah. Everywhere on Instagram. We're everywhere, officially. So we have an Instagram. Well, we're not everywhere, everywhere. We have an Instagram. Follow us at Social Disease Pod. Um. Oh, I'm waiting for the golf cart to pass me by. There we go. 
Um, and then also we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like everywhere else that publishes our RSS feed. <laughs> yes, and you should listen to us. You should love us. You're tell your friends. Life. If you tell two friends, then they'll tell two friends. And before long, we'll have enough listens to get an ad read. Woo! That's the dream. That is the dream, baby. All right. Well, next week. What'd you say? Someone licking your face. Right now? No, I heard like eating or licking noises. Oh, no. I'm just like walking outside. Oh, okay. I just missed you. You know what? Forget about it. I'm just too stoned. Like, not last time I checked. Maybe. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we will be back. Next week with the season finale. Hell yes. Woohoo. Well, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.